everyone, and welcome to the Rare Birds podcast. And I am your host, Joanne Hamilton. And today we're going to be kicking off series five, a new series, which is another collaboration. And this time I am working with Heather Lee, and we are working on a series called Frontiers of African Tech. So this first conversation is between Heather and myself, and I'd like to take this time to welcome Heather to the platform so you can get to know a little bit more, learn a little bit more about her, who she is, what she does, and the inspiration behind this collaboration. So hi, Heather. Hi, Joanne. Thank you so much for having me on your platform. <laughs> yes, thank you for being on the platform. It's a pleasure. So to introduce you to my audience. So Heather, tell us a little bit more about you and who you are. Uh, yeah, sure. So my name is Heather. Uh, my Chinese name is Ishan. I'm from Beijing. Uh, and I did my bachelor's in the U.S. Uh, in public relations and political science. And after coming back to China, I grew a passion in uh tech communities and startups in China and also I also find out that I have a huge passion for Africa just through like my first involvement in the African community in China that's like really thriving it's like it's totally not expected for me before I had no idea that there are like this uh, population of African diasporas living in China who are um, doing really amazing things uh, and then uh, and then later I, I just feel like uh, this has to go somewhere as more and more uh, African students here return home uh, or from other like countries overseas and uh, that could really they could really bring an impact back on the continent and that's how my initial interest and passion came from. Brilliant and would you like to tell us a little bit about the platform that you're building Dot Connector? Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> so yeah, so the dot connector, the inspiration came from um, college and uh, I think I was just pretty active. I'm always really interested in developing community and uh, helping to see like where I can, how I can facilitate other people to exchange resources, to build connections. Uh, whenever I see there's an interest, I was like, oh, like, do you know this person who can help you on this? So like my friend was calling me the ultimate dot connector. And then I just like, oh, that makes sense. It's, I guess what I'm doing. And so now that I've, uh, I've realized that I really wanted to take this um, passion of mine and build it like, into a platform that's uh, connecting, um, yeah, like connecting China and Africa startup ecosystems. I think it's super important uh, for people to change, exchange ideas and insights. Um, because uh, like a lot of people, their natural tendency is they, they just work in their own in their own world, which is really nice because they, they focus, they get to build things and get things done. Uh, but I think if there is a platform for people to connect based on common interest or uh, shared, um, yeah, or shared passion, um, and then like that could accelerate things much faster. So yeah, like from a background of PR, I wanted to build a, a platform where there will be content and also events um, to facilitate the exchange. Okay, awesome. So um, you said content and events. Can you tell us a, a little bit more about exactly what, what kind of services you provide and what you do? 
Um, yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm really used to organizing events to facilitate communities. Uh, so I've been running a different series of events to connect the creative industry, uh, to connect the tech industry. And so how I envision like uh, event series for this platform is to create a series of events to connect investors and startups uh, on both like from Africa and also from China. Um, that could be like networking dinners or hopefully in the future I could develop my own uh, kind of conferences to uh, for business people and startup people to come together and there could be pitch competitions. Uh, yeah, but initially I think it would just be like a series of networking events, dinners uh, for people to build a genuine connection. Wonderful. Okay, so let's jump into uh, this podcast series. So what was the, um, the inspiration or rather the motivation behind the, the um, Frontiers of African Tech series? Um, yeah, so like the first time I visited Kenya, it was kind of my own uh, tech ecosystem tour. I was able to connect with a lot of amazing people through LinkedIn and I visited uh, some incubators and I really loved that experience. And so prior to uh, the beginning of this podcast, I was planning on going to Rwanda to attend the Africa Tech Summit, but because of the coronavirus situation, I wasn't able to go. So I was thinking like, what are some ways for, for me to still uh, be connected and hear people's stories without having to physically being there? And if I'm, uh, if I'm in this position, and I'm sure there are a lot of other people who also would love to get to know the startups, entrepreneurs in Africa on a more deeper and personal level, but they either didn't have the resources to travel or uh, like it wasn't top on their priority. Uh, so I wanted to start the series uh, as a way to just start having conversations and to get to know people on a personal level, have their voices shared to a bigger audience uh, in China and also around the world. So I, I really wanted to launch this series. Um, I would like to transcribe it into Chinese and also share it on just like a more international platform. So people who uh, like hear their stories and will maybe will be willing to offer their resources and insights and together like we can build uh, like more connected ecosystem across uh, continents. Yeah. Okay. China and Africa. Okay. So right. you said that you're going to, this, you're, you're going to transcribe this and then put it out there to the, the Chinese audience. Um, my, my listeners perhaps won't know much about the Chinese audience, the Chinese landscape, Chinese investors interested in investing in African entrepreneurs. Can you talk to us a little bit more about that? Um, yeah. So like generally from, from last year, or just a uh, couple of recent years, there has been like uh, a slowing down in China's economy. And also like there, there were like a lot of internet startups emerging like maybe 10, 10 years ago or five years ago, but now it's really slowing down. And a lot of companies are looking to invest overseas. Uh, their first stop will be Southeast Asia because it's close 
geographically and culture is similar, but also there are like a lot of people starting to explore uh, more beyond that. Uh, so like Latin America or Africa. Uh, so la last year I was able to attend a few conferences with the African Business Chamber of Com uh, Commerce. And there were like a lot of Chinese company who were expressing interest. Uh, but because it was not like a common, uh, like a lot of them haven't been to Africa or had the opportunity to learn about African market. Uh, so it, it's not that common to get resources. Um, so I see that there is a gap. Um, and even though they are interested in investing, they need more information to help them really be able to trust uh, the like uh, partners in Africa to really make the step. And I see that, like, I, th I think that's a direction. It could get really big in the future, uh, but just more like in the beginning, there, should, there can be more information being shared and someone to facilitate building the relationships. Uh, so, yeah. So you see yourself as someone building bridges between the China-Africa landscape, specifically around investment and like investment in, in entrepreneurs. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I think so. But also not just uh, beyond just investment, because I think for a, a startup to succeed, there has to be all different kind of support. Mm -hmm. uh, like, for example, like a tech team, if there can be more exchanges between the tech team here and the tech team in Africa, uh, more knowledge sharing and more marketing support. It's not just the money. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, so I think there could be like a lot of different elements. Okay. And do you know right now what's happening in terms of Chinese, Chinese um, investors or maybe Chinese people, mentors, whatnot, who want, who are interested in Africa and entrepreneurs in the African continent? Is that happening right now? And can you tell us more about that? Like if there's any sort of like, I don't know, associations or, or people who are going, I mean, we, we know that there, there's Chinese who are investing in the continent, right? But do you have sort of yeah. any specific sort of examples? Obviously don't mention names and that kind of thing, but just like give us some <laughs> scenarios of kind of what's happening in real life on the ground. Yeah. So I like the last year, I think I developed uh, no, I discovered that there are like actually a lot more people who are interested in uh, investing in Africa than I initially expected. Um, so like, for example, Transcend, uh, which is the uh, phone company um, heavily just focusing on African market. Um, like they have a, a branch uh, company that's called the Future Hub. Uh, it's an like incubator for African startups and they were willing to invest in the African students who start a company in China, like with really small capital, but just to like their vision was also to support them into growing bigger once they return to their home country. So like they see China kind of as their training ground. Uh, so that was their approach, at least from what I knew from last year. And there are also uh, a couple of people who are starting companies in, uh, in Kenya, for example, and they are building a VC in Kenya that's called Sheka VC, and that also has a, they also have a presence in China, in Beijing. They're constantly producing reports about uh, different African markets and uh, pulling more investors together to, uh, to 
investigate on the African startups and to to help them uh, invest in them. So yeah. Okay, brilliant. So let's talk a little bit more now, if you don't mind, to shift to the com shift the conversation to the actual interviews, and tell us a little bit about the people we interviewed, who they are, their backgrounds, where they come from, why were they selected? Because you that was that was sort of your selection process. So how did that come about? Um, yeah, so like as I'm building the platform and I want to just collect what people's needs are. Uh, once I know their needs, I think I can know exactly what services to provide. So initially the kind of people I chose were the people who reached out to me previously and to see if they can work with Chinese suppliers or like they were trying to learn more about the China side. And I think they're all doing really interesting things. I wanted to have a diverse pool of interviewees uh, from different parts of Africa, East Africa, West Africa, and also different industries from FinTech, e-commerce, agriculture, uh, just so we can have like a broad overview. Um, so I think that that, that was successful um, in terms of like we have, uh, we interviewed people from West Africa, from Ghana, from Zimbabwe, from Nigeria, uh, who are doing startup in in Kenya as well, um, and yeah, so I think that was um, that was a good selection. Yeah. So, what did you enjoy most about the interviews? Um, I think I enjoyed the most about uh, just to to find out the pattern of amount all the people that we've interviewed mm -hmm. uh like for a lot of times uh, like people in the startup world no matter where you are or what you're trying to build we all have common challenges common struggles or common paths to success um so like just seeing the pattern i think we were using a few episodes to focus on the investment elements uh so that was really interesting to see from different perspective uh towards one topic Mm -hmm. um, and I think once we start sharing more uh, about our own patterns, we can find uh, we can find insights from each other, and that's going to help us all succeed. Yeah, and I know that you've got a lot of future projects in the pipeline for Dot Connector and so on and so forth. Would you like to share with the audience? What's next for you? What are you going to do now? You've, now that the, collab, the podcast collaboration is done, and I know you're going to transcribe and you're going to be doing other things, what, what can we expect from you next? What are you going to be working on next? Whether it's this, um, with this content or anything else additionally that you'd like to share with us. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, so obviously I think I'm still like in the learning process and like this time, I think I just want to uh, build up my my expertise and build up content. I think content is the part that I want to focus on the most mm -hmm. uh, to draw more like more stories into into the the pipeline and uh, having more podcast episodes and uh, also uh, make more videos. I'm also trying to make videos uh, spotlighting Chinese. Um, African entrepreneurs who are in China mm -hmm. uh, just to have a, a closer look and just through more like personal conversations 
to help us really uh, understand what's going on and to remove a lot of the barriers because a lot of times we see the reports and we feel like this is happening from like so far from us uh, but actually it's like once you connect with the person you realize that we're actually a lot closer than we thought we were and uh, hopefully like those content will help people build deeper connections and to accelerate some of the decision making um, if people are looking for looking into invest so yeah brilliant and you're going to be launching your own podcast which is very exciting yeah i'm recording my first one today so i'm definitely today? excited about that i thought it was yeah, last night today. <laughs> okay excellent excellent yeah today good and why how do you how why do you believe podcasting is such because i mean we've had this conversation before but um why do you believe podcasting is such a, a powerful tool for for what you're trying to do and what you're trying to achieve with just like your mission and your your business and your personal interests as well because you're obviously anybody who knows heather knows that heather is very passionate about anything related to the african continent so why <laughs> do you feel that this is uh this is going to be a good medium for you to to launch that and and to add value to what you're doing <clears throat> yeah obviously that was a lot inspired by you miss joanne <laughs> me? I, like when i first got to know you i went on your website and i saw like hundreds of episodes of podcasts it's like oh this is so cool and then i i thought about my own journey because that's uh like having conversations with people is how i learn and yeah, when i was sure. trying to explore the tech ecosystem within china like in shanghai and shenzhen when i was living in beijing like wherever i go i just schedule like a lot of coffee meetings with people and you've got coffee collab coffee collab yeah 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 <laughs> that's like another side uh hustle just yeah, yeah like i really enjoy uh yeah having that first look into a community uh, ecosystem through like these personal conversations and I always felt like oh like I know all these people and it's a shame that only I got to hear their story at that time and only like we have to be physically together to hear their story uh, but like actually among all these people that I know I'm sure that there are a lot of hidden connections that could happen if they're uh, if the conversations were being shared. And I thought podcasting is really great as you just record a conversation you have with someone and then more people will have the opportunity to hear the content and more relationship can be facilitated and that could drive like real impact. Uh, so I'm really excited to explore how this medium would work. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think that um, podcasting is, it's changing as well um it's forever changing and it's and it's forever evolving i mean you can do there's so much when you go online and you research in terms of the future of podcasts so i do agree i think it's um it's a great medium so we're all excited we're waiting for your podcast so that we can we can <laughs> listen in so um what should what okay so what kinds of people will you be interviewing so we can get an idea of what to expect Right. So for as of now, I think I want to focus on the, the tech entrepreneurs uh, across Africa, but mm -hmm. eventually it could be, it could be broader. I think I'm just looking for people who are doing interesting things yeah. and people who can benefit from 
uh, and more international um, network. So just helping share people's stories and the interesting things that they're doing is definitely my overall vision. Yeah, and mainly, I mean, here in China, obviously. So those persons who are looking to kind of, I guess, connect with, with China, is that, that's what you mean, right? Like those um, entrepreneurs on the ground in the African continent who want to, to have a more international outlook, but do you mean specifically in China or just beyond China, in, including China, but beyond as well? Um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, like generally just a international outlook is good, right. yeah. but also because I'm Chinese and I'm here and I'm on the ground. Uh, so I think that could definitely be a, a benefit um, to help them connect deeper because a lot of foreigners, they come to China for business meetings and they're always seeking for ways to connect with China in a more local way. Right. Um, so yeah, I definitely want to serve in that role mm -hmm. for now. Um, yeah. Okay, awesome. One of the things I thought it would be really cool for us to do is to um, give people almost like a little overview of uh, our guests so they can get an idea of what to expect because um, we've got about oh my goodness we've got seven guests right mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah wow, we've, got, crazy. We, we've got seven guests we got four there's four the first four interviews and there's like a panel with two two of um heather's friends and then there is a bonus episode that we did which was a lovely ending i really enjoyed the bonus episode um <laughs> yeah and i think from each of the the various interviews there was because the conversations kind of tend to flow naturally i think there was something obviously there's a lot to learn from each but i think each of the interviews um took on its own its own realm <laughs> within the, the series yeah so okay. I think that, like, for example, when we, when we spoke with Reginald from Ticket Miller, um, so much of that conversation was based around, um, you know, he believes that African innovation, as he called it, can, can solve problems in the world. And as he's based in India, it was really interesting to hear him speak. You know, he's in India, but he's, he's building this, this platform. So that was, that was unique. That was different. And he's really big on learning, and he's mm -hmm. and he's in the Air Force. Is it the Ghanaian Air Force? So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that yeah, was, I really enjoyed the conversation with him. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and, and I also see like because uh, the kind of solution he's trying to build in Ghana, like it already kind of exists in China. Like for example, he was he was looking for getting some machines to sell uh, movie tickets. Uh, and like that's very common already in China. So like I thought it's like a really interesting way to, uh, yeah, like to hopefully to help him uh, source the kind of things that would help him uh, in his startup in, in Ghana. Yeah. Right. And that's, he's the founder of Ticket Miller. So mm -hmm. if people want to review that initially, they can go to ticketmiller.com just to get their get yeah. their minds ready for what's to come. And then we had um, Adeshina. You want to talk a little bit about what our conversation was like with Adeshina? With Adeshina, um, yeah, he's definitely, uh, he's also like 
the same. He really believes in uh, technology changing, um, changing the continent, especially, especially like offering people uh, employment opportunities. And I really just like his vision, like he's thinking more than his own success. And I generally always have like a lot of respect for people like him. Um, yeah, so I think he's very driven for sure. Yeah, and, and he has the the delivery to your door service, um, mm. like grocery deliveries, help small business, uh, informal retailers uh, to capture the data and also for the customers to get more better, more efficient services. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's based in Nigeria. Yeah, yeah, that's Adeshina. And we he's his company is called One Kiosk Africa. OneKioskAfrica.com if people want to check that out. And you're right, yeah, he's very much about I think in, in our conversation he mentioned was it creating a million jobs or something like that by a certain time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's really about impact. So that was very, very inspiring. Um, let's see. We spoke to who did we talk to after that? Was it Tav? 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 I think so, yeah. Yeah, we spoke to Tav, who is from Togo. Um, but it seems as though he's kind of between Kenya and Nigeria at the moment. If Is that correct? Mm-hmm. You know a bit more about that. Yeah, story. I think his startup is um, mostly based in Kenya, but maybe he was looking to get investment or other kind of connections. Mm-hmm. He, he definitely traveled to a lot of, uh, different parts of Africa yes. when he was first exploring the market. Yeah. So we also countries. got some insights yeah, <laughs> about his market research. I wanted and to know all of those story. countries in the interview and Heather was like, no, Joanne, that's too much. But no, it was, it was really, it was really we interesting. We can do another focus series. <laughs> no, but it yeah. was just, it was, I was so intrigued by his conversation because of the background and that he had in, he, it was a little bit different to our other guests because he lived in China. Um, he lived in, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, in China for like 10, 11 years. He was based in Shen, Shenzhen. Yeah. And he's yeah. very clued up about the tech scene and very knowledgeable. And he shared, I mean, we won't go into it. We'll, we want people to listen to the podcast, obviously. <laughs> so he mm-hmm. shared, um, he shared a lot with us. I think his interview brought a lot of depth um he shared a lot yeah Yeah, it was a really deep interview and he shared a lot he brought a lot of his personal self to the interview and I think he Mm -hmm. made himself quite vulnerable actually and I and I thought that was really powerful because there's a lot of a lot of people that probably feel the way he does and resonates with that but you can't always vocalize these things um and Mm -hmm. he's I think he's on he's already successful obviously but I think he's on the path to being even more just wildly successful based on all of his experience and his knowledge and he's raised capital and you know he's got his company with employees so it was really nice to to speak to him it was was good talking yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) um and tav is his company well i know he's had pre several companies before but the one he's working on now is called sumo tech and if you want to find out about his company you can go to gosumo.co G-O-S-U-M-O dot co to find out about him in the meantime. Um, then after Tab, we spoke to Nyasha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to talk yeah, a little bit so. about, about that interview? I think technically that was our most challenging interview. <laughs> that <laughs> we had some technical challenges. 
Um, he's based in Zimbabwe. And yeah. what did you feel about that conversation with Nayasha? Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think uh, like Zimbabwe wasn't really like um, a tech market that people talk a lot about. So I think it was really nice to, to be able to speak with him and to know like their like what is going on there locally. And uh, like I got connected them with, uh, last year and always wanted to help them out a little bit to see how, how I can help them expand their platform um, outside of Zimbabwe. And I think they have already uh, expanded a bit like to Tanzania from our last conversation and mm -hmm. maybe looking into a few other countries and I like their, I also like that they are uh, trying to share the African culture or products with mm. the rest of the world through their e-commerce platform. And I think, yeah, I think the world um, needs to know like, uh, like more diverse um, things. Like, I don't know what to say. Diverse merchandise from yeah, Africa. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, and I think e-commerce could be a good tool for yeah, people because, to learn. Because Nayasha is very, is not very, I hate saying very unique. Something can't be very unique. He is quite unique <laughs> in the sense that um, <laughs> his platform is selling African products to the world. Yes? Whereas, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, whereas the other platforms are a bit more um, Afrocentric or more localized in the market. So it was, it's really inspiring to see someone saying okay these are african products and we're going to to sell to a bigger market even outside of the continent so i thought that was something different that we didn't have prior to his interview so that was really really cool i thought yeah definitely and being from zimbabwe and that's really interesting because uh I am supposed to be doing a podcast uh, series on Zimbabwe at the end of this year uh, with a friend mm. of mine who lives in London. And apparently there's a lot happening in Zimbabwe that people don't know about. So I, it was good to hear from him that things are happening on the ground there because oftentimes we only hear about Zimbabwe from a political sort of angle. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was really refreshing. It was good. So those were the first four and those were just... Um, the two of us and them speaking. And then we did a panel, more of a panel discussion. Mm -hmm. And we had- Yeah, so for that yeah. one, I, yeah, I invited uh, two friends who are also in China, one from Kenya and one from Ghana, just to, yeah, so we can have a conversation from the China side. And I also really enjoyed that one because uh, it offers more perspectives about the diaspora, uh, how they can contribute back to the tech scenes in Africa. And yeah, both of them are uh, Cyril from Ghana. He's running the African Diaspora Innovation Group. And also he's involved in the local tech scene as a CTO of a uh, China-based startup. And also Noah, who's um, Kenyan, and he's been running communities uh, to mentor African students. Kenyan students and also he's running business from China as well so both of them offered some yeah some good good points about how to keep the diaspora engaged in entrepreneurship yeah and I think Noah is really into mentoring that's something that 
is very important to him. At least that's what I caught from the conversation. He believes in mentorship and he's got the ment is it the mentorship academy or the mentorship global academy? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, and he was <laughs> yeah, which is global. Yeah, which and he's from Kenya and I think is he the head of like an, a Kenyan association in China or something like that? He mentioned as well. Yeah, he's the president of the Kenyan students in China. And also he has a community focusing on communication students back in Kenya, which uh, that I visited when I was in Nairobi. Uh, so yeah, he has, a, he has an interesting story. Right. And Charles from Ghana or Cyril, Cyril, um, like you said, he he's involved with di- the diaspora, but he's also the head of, a, I think he, he's a CTO, so the sort of head of technology at Yumi. That's his. That's the company, yeah. and um, mm-hmm. he went through China Accelerator, which is Asia's first accelerator and a very popular accelerator um, throughout Asia. So it was nice to have him on because he also offered a perspective as an entrepreneur who went through an accelerator and kind of went through, I guess that that entire experience to where he is now. So it was good to hear from him speak about the agency that entrepreneurs should have and the ownership they have to take over their entire experience. And that was good. It was, it was good perspective to offer to those who are interested in building things and getting into like incubators and accelerators and, and that, that kind of thing. Um, I think he also works with young people here. Yeah. In China. Um, yeah, I think he, he has the vision to start the African students in tech, um, just right. to keep inspiring more young, young people get involved. Because a lot of them, they come to China through scholarships, but they're not really sure what they're doing. Yeah. Or, yeah, so I think they can definitely be inspired by him. Um, yeah. yeah, and I think um, just using their time usefully and wisely whilst they're here and getting involved in things that can enrich their lives um, once whilst they are here in China. So that was interesting. And then the last conversation we had was with Nana. Yeah, <laughs> my name twin, because I also have a Ghanaian name that's Nana. So I really enjoyed, I love talking with him. He's really wise and he's very, very structural. Like, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. He was yeah, very wise very structured mm. he was like a wise old, like a sage a little bit of a sage. <laughs> yeah. you said old <laughs> not old yeah i was like let me okay not old nana you're not old okay he was just he was a bit of a sage he brought a lot of context to the conversation and he mm-hmm. having you know he's he wears many hats he runs three companies He's a married man, like a devoted husband and father. He's really involved in, <laughs> in his community. So he's, he's got a lot going on. So I think all of the hats he wears, like he, he just brought all of that to the conversation. And I think his conversation was, would also be really helpful to see what can happen once you get over that, all of those humps and bumps that come with building a company from scratch. And Mm -hmm. I felt like he was so dynamic because he has three companies in three different industries. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I was really blown away by the church one, but we won't tell anybody about that just yet. You've got to listen into the conversation. But yeah, Nana's three companies, he's got, they're all tech, but he's got Grow For Me. um, And you can find out about that at growforme.com. He also has 
Asoriba, uh, A-S-O-R-I-B-A.com, which is related to like the management of, of churches. So almost like a CRM for churches and databases and all of that stuff. And he has, there's mychurchpay.com. And then he has a company which is called, I think, Business Pay. I think that was mobile, like a wallet company, right? Like a payment services company as well. Mm -hmm. So he's got a lot going on in a lot of different areas. So he's, he's really, he really has a lot that he can, that he can offer from a lot of different um, industries. So I enjoyed our conversation with Nana. I thought it was a perfect ending. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Heather, what parting words do you have for our audience? Um. Yeah, so I just wanted to say uh, thank you for joining the beginning of our journey. I'm sure that will go, uh, yeah, like further and further. And yeah, this is a really exciting start. Um, I'm so excited to explore more um, in the uh, tech innovation in Africa. And I think there's so much more for all of us to learn and to participate uh, in different ways and I definitely hope uh, more people will be able to uh, yeah to get involved and we can all support uh, the vision to to grow and yeah yeah for sure um, I think for me uh, one of the things I'm working on this year is um, because Riverbridge is a collaborative platform it's just collaborating more with others having bringing others to the conversation who can lead on topics and conversations and offer um, a different perspective. So it was really nice to have you on, Heather, and to add your special sauce to the lineup. <laughs> and, yeah. and now you're going to go off and, you know, start your own podcast and do your own thing. And I think that's, well, you've always been doing your own thing, but you're adding more to what you're doing. And I hope that all the listeners um, follow you and tap into your network and they can learn so much from you and what you're doing. And more importantly, um, I think this was a great opportunity to highlight the great work that entrepreneurs are doing on the ground in the African continent. Um, we're both very passionate about entrepreneurship. Um, for me, it's a developing world. For Heather, she's more focused on, on Africa, but just about young people who are doing amazing things. So it was really, really nice to hear their stories, to share their stories. Obviously, the stories aren't all sweet. They come with struggle, too. So you're going to hear good. You're going to hear bad. You know, you're going to hear some debate. You might hear some things you don't like. <laughs> but that's just the reality, the reality of the conversation. But I think, more importantly, um, it was just nice to highlight them. So I hope that they get the most out of this. I hope that they're able to, by sharing their stories through us, they're able to, I don't know, somehow inspire others and connect with others and and let's just see how it goes but more more so starting a conversation i hope the conversation doesn't end here so we hope everybody else goes off and starts having the adding more to the conversations they're already having i think that would be great yeah thank you so much joanne it's been wonderful <laughs> thank you heather it's been great so that's it for us and Next week, you will hear episode one, which will feature Reginald from Ticket Miller. So stay tuned. And obviously, um, if you have any thoughts or anything you'd like to share as we go along, we'll try to include 
some um, some forms or something where you can give where you can give feedback or where you can get in contact with the the individuals that we've that we've featured. So we'll make sure that you have all of their information as well. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, guys. Bye for now. Bye. -bye. Bye. See you soon. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rare Birds podcast. And today is the first episode of our new series titled New Frontiers in African Tech. And I am joined by the lovely Heather Lee, aka Dot Connector. And Heather is going to be our expert in this series of shows. And our first guest today is Reginald. So I'm going to hand it over to Heather so she can take over on this conversation. Welcome, Heather. Welcome, Reginald. Thank you, Joanne. It's a pleasure to be on this podcast and especially to be a co-host of our special series. I'm really excited to explore the dynamics of Africa tech startup ecosystems. And yeah, it's really, uh, I'm really excited to interview uh, our guest today, Reginald. Um, so uh, I'm also, I want to introduce myself as well. So I'm Heather and I'm a PR consultant specialized in China, Africa business and um, business consultancy and PR. Um, yeah, so uh, Reginald, could you introduce yourself? Yes, uh, thank you very much. I'm also very happy to be on the show. My name is Reginald Insoa. I'm from Ghana. Um, I'm an Air Force engineer, and I'm also co-founder of a startup called Ticket Miller in Ghana. That's awesome. Um, Reginald, could you please uh, help us understand more about your startup, Ticket Miller? Uh, so from my understanding, it's a ticket selling online platform to help event hosts make their uh, booking system more efficient and also helping the guests have a better event experience. But can you expand it more? It's a ticketing solution platform that we developed. We studied our environment and we realized that uh, getting tickets was a, was a problem. People were still used to paper ticketing system. There was a disconnect between fans, event organizers, how they were tracking sales. There were a lot of times that there was there were a lot of confusion at entry points, access control, and there was also a problem of uh, event organizers distributing tickets. So we studied this problem, and we also also studied our transportation system, and we realized that a proper ticketing solution system could help solve all these problems. So we came up with um, the product that is Ticket Miller to address all these issues. And we started up uh, in 2018. That's when we got our first event. And from there, we've, we've been um, developing the product, getting feedback from our users, and we've been at it like that. So that's that's how our company has um, developed. Um, that's awesome, thank you. Uh, so obviously I know like in Ghana, like the entertainment industry is really big. And uh, especially after like the year of return from last year, there were so many events, parties, uh, so many different kind of activities that could really take advantage of the ticketing system. Like 
like you guys, what you guys are developing. So can you also just share more about like how you see like uh, how big the market is, what are the opportunities just in general, like about Ghana? Yes, so yeah, you, you, you are right on that. Uh, mm -hmm. Ghana is very big on entertainment. I think one of our biggest exports is our culture. We have a lot of um, diversity in our country with, with regards to music, entertainment, plays, and also sports. You know, we are one of the African countries that have succeeded very well in sports and activities, boxing, soccer, and all these events happen each and every, you know, week in, week out in the country. So the opportunity is there. I mean, people want to go out to these events with their families and then um, have fun. So the, the markets is there. And when we started out, there were a lot of um, people who were really, really a bit skeptical about how our ticketing system was going to help because they were used to the old way of, um, of selling tickets. And apart from um, what we've also done is that apart from the entertainment industry, we've also ventured into sports. Now we are in talks with um, um, sports clubs. We did a few boxing tournaments. These are more regular events because sports is also very big um, in, in Ghana. So we are in talks with some of the associations. We are even in talk with the whole Ghana Football Association on how we can use our solution to transform and develop that aspect of, of the Ghanaian culture because we just don't want them to just be just normal events, but we want the, the technology to, to give much more options, much more um, ability to event organizers and then fans so that we can help increase the user experience. And if um, people know that getting a ticket is easier, paying for a ticket is easier, being verified to um, go for an event is easier. It will really help promote um, these events. Yeah, so that's how we are looking at the industry. Um, okay, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, Ghana, Ghana is definitely like a, a really big culture in, uh, export um, country and the sports culture. Thank you for touching on that as well. Um, yeah, awesome. Uh, so how how do you um, like what is innovative about your uh, ticketing platform comparing with the existing one that's uh, maybe currently in the market, for example, um, Eventbrite or like different platforms? Uh, what is setting you apart, and how are you uh, like benefiting the participants and also event hosts and ticket sellers? Um, like all these different elements? Okay, okay. thank you. So um, I think what is unique about our system is an understanding of the Ghanaian, the demographics. I think one thing that we did was that we really studied how Ghanaians um, customer behavior and then we realized that um, if we would have the system just on the internet, you know, um, getting data for some people is quite expensive, but everybody knows how to use USSD. People use USSD to access their, their mobile money, which is very big in Ghana. People use USSD. People are using USSD all the time. 
So we developed a platform you that on what USSDS. Yes, uh, USSD is, uh, I mean, using the short codes, if someone dials maybe star 100 hash or, you know, something like that. Okay. That's, that's the USSD, that's offline. It's mm -hmm. an offline system, yes. So, so it's like Western Union? Yes, something like that. You don't, need, you don't need the internet to access. It just works through the, the cellular network. You don't have to be connected online. Mm, but you okay. can yeah you can interact with that because people recharge their 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 mobile phones with with short codes you know people buy it and then they recharge their mobile phone so it was something that everybody in Ghana could understand whether literate or illiterate so we wanted to develop a system that could serve everybody whether the person uh, is a college graduate or the person is a school dropout because we studied our environment so we realized that yes we have an educated um, population we also have people who are also in the rural areas that the technology should not um, the technology should be able to include them so we came up with that system that allows that 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 uh, variety that everybody no matter the works of life once you know how to operate a mobile phone once you can dial a number or receive a call you can buy a ticket so we we incorporated the use of short codes in the system together with um, the web platform. And one other thing that we also did was that we made our verification system very, very easy. So, because I mean, as a startup, we didn't have a lot of um, people to attend all these events because we realized when we started, when we went live, we had events all across the country. So we, we made our system so simple and the training so easy that event organizers could just operate the system themselves. You could just set them up and then that is it. They can just carry on. So is the, is the, is, is our, our innovative solution is just giving the, making it simple, making it easier, and then integrating with all the major platforms, all the major um, financial platforms in the country. So people can pay with their card, people can pay with their mobile money. And then we also, um, integrated with some of the banks. So payment is easier, getting the tickets is easier, being verified is easier. And for the event organizers, the, the event organizer also has access to all the data. And we analyze the data for the event organizer. So we also assist you, we also assist the, 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 the event organizer on how to manage his events very well. So we offer advice, okay, do this, do this, use influencers on social media. So, I mean, we are very, very passionate about our customers. That's one thing that we do. So if, even if someone attempts to buy a ticket, the person gets a call. We try and find out whether he's having a problem, you know, trying to get the tickets. So we are very much into our customers because we really want to enhance their, their, their experience and help event organizers have very, very good events. So that's the, the, the special thing about Tickets Miller. Um, okay, yeah, that's very, very cool. Um, yeah, so earlier uh, we were chatting and you were saying that you really see like technology as a really good tool to uh, empower the population in Ghana and also um, in the continent of Africa. Um, so, and then you, you just uh, like said that uh, like from your, your platform, uh, people from different backgrounds, everybody can access it. So I can definitely see that as a way of empower the population. So, um... We have a very, very uh, interesting story. When 
uh, we were in college, we started our first comp company called JTEC IT Solutions. Myself and my roommate, who is also the co-founder of Tickets Miller, what we used to do is that we realized that um, a lot of um, secretaries who operate computers, they, they didn't really have a lot of knowledge about antiviruses, how malware can destroy their computers, and companies were, lo were losing data. So try to, trying to survive in school, we came up with this um, service called the PC Doctor Service, where we used to go around companies and tell them, listen, we could maintain your computers for you, your memories, your database, we can help you back up. That's um, somewhere around 2008, 2009 there. So we started out like that, and then we made some progress. I mean, we had about 10 companies who signed up for a monthly service, so they subscribed to our system, and then we had that company. So we were developing little by little, doing websites here and there. We always had the passion that, you know, people, people just understand that um, technology is just to replace human work. So there, there, are, there are some people who are against technology, but we had that passion that technology doesn't just, it's not just replacing manual work. Technology gives you so many options. It can help you do more. Because for example, like for Tiki Mele, um, as an example, if someone had, was organizing an event, let's say a music concert, and the person places paper tickets in maybe three or four sales points. The, the sales points can close at a particular time. I mean, the, the paper tickets can be uh, duplicated. There can be a lot. I mean, but with our system, anybody can buy the tickets anytime, anywhere. You know, so there's now, now the, the event organizer can do much more. He can also interact with his um, customers because he would get the data of all those who bought tickets from us, I mean, from the system. So we realized that, listen, for our daily um, activities, technology can, can really make our lives so easier and it can give us so many options. And so, I mean, after the PC doctor services, our university started a, an incubator program. So we enrolled in the incubator program, still with the name that we had first, that was JTEC IT Solutions. And then we entered as a software company that was, um, that, that we, we didn't really have a product in mind. We thought that we could just go out, look for problems, and then develop softwares to solve that problem. So we got a, um, our very first customer that was uh, a hospital that's, um, that, were doing, um, that was doing a lot of these um, tests test for breast cancer, test for um, all these medical tests. So we developed a software for them. But after some time, after that main customer, it was, it was a huge struggle for us. I mean, to get in customers, we're not getting funding and all that. So we sort of gave up. <laughs> so we all decided to go and look for jobs. So I joined the military. <laughs> I joined the military. My friend wow. went to work for... Mm -hmm. My friend went to, my, the co-founder went to work for MTN. That was uh, one of the telecommunications company. But after about three or four years, that fire was still burning in us. I mean, we're still looking out for problems that we could use. So we met people. I mean, we all moved to the capital. We started off in Kumasi. That's the second largest city in Ghana. But 
you know, our jobs took us to the capital. So when we met there, we met some other two guys who also eventually became co-founders of Tekke Miller. So we now studied the system and then we, we enrolled in, an, in a hackathon. We enrolled in a hackathon. And when we, went, when we got into the hackathon, we were second runners up. So then we were convinced that, I mean, this product would work. And then after the hackathon, we, I mean, the, 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 the organizers were like, we are going to help you, we are going to help you. But I mean, we waited, we waited. That help wasn't coming. So we decided to go ourselves. So since our inception, we've had no funding. All our, everything that we've been, we've been doing has come out from our own pockets. <laughs> we've been, you know, we've really been through that, that, that aspect of the business. And, and, and then, thank be to God, we are, we are still growing. So that's how our journey has been. I mean, we had the dream at the time. The dream seemed impossible. We dropped it and behaved like a normal person because our parents were really on our neck. Reg, you go and get a job. <laughs> you got to pay bills. <laughs> You got to pay your bills. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that thing got us. Maybe entrepreneurship is not for us. So we, we put the idea on hold and then we went into the job market. But still, we realized. But I think that passion has always been me because even in my job right now, I'm still entrepreneurial. I'm always looking out for ways to use technology to help things. I mean, I realized I, had that, I have that, that urge, that drive in me. I mean, so that's how our journey has uh, been like as a, uh, as a company. May I ask a question about your, the actual, the, the, the app, like the technology itself, right? Are you yes. ticketing and event management or are you just ticketing only? Okay, so we started out as ticketing. I mean, that was, that was what we're known for. Right. I mean, yeah. But when we got into this, the, the business, I mean, we started learning more. We started mm -hmm. learning more on what we can do because yeah. we wanted to give our, our um, users an experience that would always keep them, I mean, using our system and wanted to give them so much value. Right. I mean, so we, we realized that, okay, we can, and we studied a lot of the ticketing companies around the world. I mean, TicketCo, Ticketmaster, yeah, Eventbrite, yes. We studied them. I, I remember when I was in the U.S., I had the opportunity to visit the D.C. United Stadium for, for a soccer match. And I also used that time to study how their ticketing process is like. So we came up with all these things. And I mean, and also feedback from the event organizers. Mm. I remember our first customer was a DJ of a famous um, artist in Ghana. So they gave us a lot of feedback. Mm. That's okay. We want your platform to do this, 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 and this, and this. And I mean, we have a lot of phone calls, a lot of meetings, a lot of arguments, trying to develop the system. So we realized that, listen, let's add a... Um, a, a management system to it so that we can give the, the event organizers more options and make their work easier because a lot of them didn't even believe that our system could, could work because most of them have had people who have tried to mm. solve that problem but they have all not succeeded it's either the system gets blocked I mean people try to get tickets and they don't get it, they go on social media and I mean insult the event organizers or, I mean, but we, we really went back to the drawing board all the time and then we kept improving. So we added that aspect to it. Now, we are moving into sports now. Mm -hmm. We are speaking to the biggest um, football club in Ghana as of now. We're also speaking to the Football Association, trying to come up with 
a management and a ticketing solutions that can give them um, options. I mean, fans can buy um, jerseys, they can book for museum tours, they can do a lot on the ticketing um, app. So we are giving all those, um, we, we are bringing all those uh, solutions into one, into one um, system. So that is why we are working out on it now for 2020. And in terms of your, your revenue model, so it's, it's free for me to sign up to um, post my event, but then you take a percentage of, of my sales. Is that how it works? Yes, that's, that's how it works, but it depends on the package that you want. For example, if you want to use the USSD, mm -hmm. the USSD has sessions. So let's say if someone dials star, star 700 hash, to buy your tickets, that means one session has expired. So if you want to use that USSD service, that will come at another cost. So I mean, we have packages that we sell, but our model is you, you, it's free for you to host your events there. Then we would um, take a percentage of the tickets depending on the size of your events, uh, where you, you know, how many people you're expecting and all that. So we, we talk to you and then we also advise that listen this will help for you this will help you this will not help you so that's what we do and we're also um bringing in influencers social media influencers so if you want marketing support that would also come with a charge i mean so we are that's that's about our main pricing model is taking a percentage of the tickets yes that's our main pricing model got it back to you heather uh thank you for all the clarifications helping us understand the product more uh, that's awesome. Uh, so cool. So earlier you were saying that you guys' journey, obviously there's like ups and downs, but it's very inspiring because you always like hand on to your original goals. And um, yeah, even though you were going to separate directions at one point. Um, but yeah, so you said that uh, later you guys have gone through incubators, uh, hackathons, uh, try to utilize uh, different resources to help you get started. Um, so can you um, introduce us like more about the ecosystem uh, in Ghana, like um, different resources available? Are there a lot of corporations holding like startup competitions or different things to encourage entrepreneurship? Um, and also like, what do you think it's lacking in the system? Okay, thank you. Uh, I, when we started out first, I mean, I think that if we had, if we, we, we have had some support earlier when we started out, I don't think we may, um, we should have gone through, you know, looking for a regular job and coming back. But 2008, 2009, like 10 years ago, it was very, very, very difficult, you know, to get support. But gradually, over the past five years, there has been a lot of growth in that um, area. I think one, one thing that's also caused that is the huge unemployment. Now, because of the unemployment, entrepreneurship is being seen as a way to also, I mean, create more jobs and then do all that. So, I mean, the government has also started to encourage, you know, to build the entrepreneur ecosystem. And the other thing too is we have companies and organizations that have also come into Ghana to help. So. Uh, for example, there's one that is well known as Meltwater. Uh, it's coming from uh, Silicon Valley that has been in Ghana for, I think, almost about 10 years now. They've also been helping 
young people, you go through um, an application system, you get interviewed, and when you are, if you are fortunate, you get into the incubator. And then we also have Founders Institute from Silicon Valley also started, have just started their first um, incubator cohorts in Accra mm -hmm. this year. So there's been growth. There's been growth in that area. I think last year there was a Ghana Tech Summit mm -hmm. and as part of the year of return. So th there's been growth. Some of the banks who are organizing these little, little incubators and we have people who are also, you know, coming up with these um, incubators. There's Kumase Hive, there's, um, there's a Stambik SBI incubator. So, I mean, there's, that support is, is, is coming. That support is coming. And some of the the embassies are also doing well. I think the German embassy is also encouraging, you know, entrepreneurship. The U.S. embassy in Ghana is also encouraging entrepreneurship. So there is this, I think it's a worldwide movement now. So, I yeah. mean, it's a worldwide movement now. And Africa is, is really being seen as, it because of, maybe because of our youth population, you know, that we have. But mm -hmm. I think it's, it's, it's good. But some of it, too, the approach hasn't been that good. Because, for example, if you just see entrepreneurship as just a means to solve unemployment, you might not, you know, give it that much. Um, you know, how to do it might not be. Because some of the companies might not, you know, produce results in the, maybe in the first two or three years. I mean, so... That's, that aspect also has to be looked at. And the other thing too is access to funding. You know, our, our in, in, in Ghana, our um, interest rates is very, very high. You know, to get a loan, it's very difficult to, to you know, to get loans and all that. And some of these, uh, I remember the hackathon that we went for, I mean, we were like, we were, run, were second runners up out of about over 100 companies, 100 startups. And sometimes when they leave, some of them had very brilliant ideas, but they just couldn't take everybody. So what happens to all those entrepreneurs? Where do they go to? So I, I think these are some of the issues that needs to be addressed. I mean, and you can go to an incubator well, but you need a funding to start. If you don't get a funding after, after that, I mean, it's, it's, it becomes very, very difficult. And one other aspect too is um, the, the, the aspect of people stealing ideas. I mean, you go through some of these hackathons and then they say, okay, better luck next time. And then the next time you see your idea being implemented, that mm. has, that's, that's also very, very real. And those are some of the things that, you know, and I mean, you, you just, a not, uh, just a young guy coming up, you can't access to legal services. You don't even think about that. So these are some of the things that entrepreneurs go through. But right now, the education is coming up. The, the, the access to information on the internet. Like, for, for example, our startup, we, we have taken a lot of lessons from Y Combinator on YouTube. Mm -hmm. From Y Combinator on YouTube. Those are places where we learn. I mean, we listen to some of these experts talk, and then we apply them. We apply them. Even though the ecosystem or the system in the U.S. or in the Western world is different from Africa. We try to see through the information what will work for us, what won't work for us, and all that. And I think th there's also a lot of collaboration right now among entrepreneurs. I think um, you know people are coming together to you know to work together, and it's all and it's all and it's all helping us. Yeah.
So that's how our, our, our system is. It's still developing. It's still yeah. developing. But now there's a lot of encouragement because mm. people are making it. Yeah, people are making it. There's a lot of encouragement. But just that Ga- Ga- um, Ghanaians are not really raising that much uh, um, investments like Kenya or South Africa or Nigeria. We still have a lot of catching up to do because even as we have tried applying for funding in about three or four times and none of it has been successful <laughs> so far. None of it has been successful yet, but we are still pushing. Maybe it's because we, we have to get to a particular level or not. And the other thing is that we had an investor who was willing to assist us, but he was asking for about 40% of the company. Mm. I mean, yeah, and we had to turn that down. So these are some of the things. This, 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 some of the, the experiences. There's a long way to go, but we are certainly um, not where we started from. We've made progress, so yeah, we are, we are still working. We are still working at it, but there's much more to be done. Um, okay, cool. Um, do you have any other questions, Joanne? Oh, I've got, I always got questions. Reginald. <laughs> so Reginald, who, you, is there a lot of competition in Ghana? Um, like ticket, ticketing competition? Or are you sort of what, the first? Or tell me a little bit about the, the general market for, for your business. Oh, yes. Uh, there is competition. I mean, there is competition. Uh, still, our biggest competition, um, competition is still the paper tickets. <laughs> mm. You know, some people really? are still. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's still our biggest competition, because uh, I think over the past two or three years there was a surge in um, internet fraud. I mean, there was this sort of um, bitcoins. Um, people were doing for the mobile money and all that. So there are some people who are still skeptical about uh, electronic tickets. They feel that okay, if I pay online. What if I get to the event and I'm not allowed to enter? So we still have that part, you know, I mean, to convince education. that part. Education. Yes, the education. Education. We still have that part to go. And then secondly, too, we have, yes, there are also some um, few companies who are also coming up with solutions because this had been a solution. Um, there has been a problem for a long time. So we, obviously, though, the people who also attempt solving it. So we yeah. also have some companies. They also we also have some startup companies who are also going into the events um, system. And I think we even have some of the event organizers who um, some of their staff just come up with a ticketing platform just for their just for their event because their event is a huge event. Mm-hmm. So instead of getting a third party to come and sell for us, why don't we have our own? So mm-hmm. that is also that is also. So we have some three or four companies who are also, you know, also coming up with these ticketing platforms. Yeah. So that, and I think the competition is also very good <laughs> in a way because it's, it's part of the competition that is driving us to come up with more features and to give yeah. more value. So I think, yeah, in the end, there's the customers and the event organizers who are really going to benefit. I, I think currently, we are we are studying at a transportation system. I mean, mm. go, growing up in Africa, I think my first time overseas. I was twenty nine years. That was that was last year. That was yeah. the first time I really saw a Western bus system working. You know, mm-hmm. 
And then with the numbers, with the timing, the bus will be here in five minutes, you go and it's there. And that thing is not in our country. I mean, people have to queue, go and buy the paper tickets, mm-hmm. you know, at the station before they board. So these are things that we are also looking at, you know, innovating. So we, we just don't want to do events that is periodically. We want to do something that the average Ghanaian can use. And then we also branch to cinema tickets. Mm-hmm. We have some cinemas who have also expressed interest in using our product. So, I mean, there's competition, but it is driving us to be more creative and, 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 and come up with better solutions to, to help. We want to really improve the day-to-day lives of, um, of, of, of our, our citizens. Yeah, yes. you know, I'm glad you said that because the next thing I was going to ask you is what do you think is the future of, of your industry? Because now you're doing e-ticketing, right? E being the, yeah. being the highlight, but there's so much more that you can do with it. Like you said, e-transportation right? Yes. I mean, there's yes. so much you, you can do with E. So what do you think is going to be the future of, of, this, of this industry that you're in? So you've got entertainment, you've got sports, you mentioned that you could get into transportation, but what else do you think is going to happen? Like say in the next 10, 15 years, what are, what are like companies like Eventbrite and yours going to be doing? That's very different to now. What do you think? Well, well I, I think um, in the future, we are um, looking at um, having an maybe an um, working with the cities, having a more of an all access card or something. We're looking at uh, you know, I'm in India and, and yes, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in India and I've looked at um, how Google Pay is working here. There's, there, you know, there's WhatsApp Pay, mm-hmm. there's all these sort of you know, integrated payment platforms. So we want to sort of maybe in the future go into. Even, you know, financial services, financial yeah. planning, mm-hmm. where in the beginning of the year, you can plan, okay, I'm going to attend these events this year. I'm going to, you know, do this. And then you have maybe one ticket, maybe one ticket Miller card or something that you can use it for your movie. You can have credits on it. Maybe I have mm-hmm. 100 ticket Miller car, um, credits. So I can use some for maybe cinema. I can use some for this, some for this. Like a you know. wallet. Trying, mm-hmm. yeah, yes, 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 like a wallet. So we are looking at that. And one thing we've also realized is that I've had interactions with um, our friends in other um, African countries, mm-hmm. our neighbors in Togo, Benin, Cote d'Ivoire, mm-hmm. Senegal. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we also realized that they also have a shortfall mm-hmm. in this system. And looking at Ghana, it's about 30 million, which I think it's just maybe the, the population of maybe a state or two states in the U.S. So mm. even if we succeed in Ghana, still, there's still much more to do. Sure. So we're also looking at, um, yeah, so we moved on the cloud. We moved on the cloud last year. And then, you know, so that we can, we can serve more people. So we are looking at, um, you know, in the future, having that sort of, like, for example, if I have a Ticket Miller, um, if, I have, if I have a Ticket Miller account, I can attend shows in, any part of Africa that I go to, I can attend the sports, you know, events. I can I, I can attend shows. So that's what, that's what we are looking at. We are now considering maybe an African country as a mm-hmm. state, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> like maybe New York, and then looking at uh, uh, Togo as maybe New Jersey or something, yeah, so yeah. that we can. So we are yes, we are planning not with not just with Ghana. We are planning with um, the whole of Africa in mind. Yeah. So we are looking at you know, having that particular um, uh, uh, system, yes. 
So that's yeah, that's I how quite, we are. Really I quite like I quite like the idea of having like a E, and and Heather would know because we 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 kind of have su- stuff like this already in China, and I know the the Estonians are already doing it. But you've got like a multimedia E wallet, you know, and you I develop my own digital ID, and I can go in and I can with that I can select a series of different events that I want to go to, whether it's a sporting event or play or theater, and it can be anywhere. Like you said, it could be in in a city in Ghana, or it could be in a city next door in Cote d'Ivoire or in Togo, right? And with my ID, yes. that gives me access to like multiple services, you know? Like I don't have to be limited. Yes. And that that particular ID is the one that I would use to, to access everything within my wallet. I think that would be really cool. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah what do you think, Heather? Yeah, of course. Yeah, like looking at the example of uh, WeChat wallet here, uh, there is the the movie ticket function by uh, Mao Yan, that's what it's called. And then you can also, it's also integrated with ED, iDriving, um, uh, YMA, like the food delivery. So everything is uh, all in one, like the super, super wallet, super app. Yeah, so like, um, yeah, so that's definitely uh, possible, but I think there are a lot of challenges because Africa is quite different from China or US, where it's just states or provinces. Uh, like for example, just like by looking at the digital wallet, this one idea, like I feel like I've heard like um, at least a dozen or even more, like there's so many different ideas, uh, so many different apps in the market right now trying to do a digital payment. So I'm always confused, like does local African consumers know like which app they would, gonna, they would use or um, like how they can pay for different things. It's all going to be really scattered. They have to download this app to pay for this service. So that's kind of my concern. Like, what do you think? Uh, like, how do you think African consumers, Organian consumers, their response to like a monkey platform? Well, I think it has to do with a lot of education. Mm-hmm. And um, I also think that the banks, um, in Africa also learning a lot from these systems because they they really had a lot of um, uh, fights with the, I don't say fight, competition with the mobile money services. That is, mm-hmm. you know, that's really got a lot of people to use the mobile money. So now there's, they are allowing for a lot of integration. So um, I know it's going to be, a, it's going to be a very, very big challenge, but I think um, gradually we are going to get there because even w- with our system now, we've had some of the banks that have really opened their arms to us and then they've, they've welcomed us to, you know, for us to integrate and use their system. So it's something that, I mean, if we can convince one bank, we can convince, you know, the other. And I think one other thing that we're also doing is that we're also trying to build our system into some of the banking apps. I mean, like I said, there was a lot of these mobile money fraud and internet fraud with Bitcoin and all that. That's really, really caused a lot of problems, mm. in, 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 especially in Ghana over the past two years. So people sort of trust their banks more and all that. So we are, we are, we are also trying to have a system that can really work with, um, that can really sort of um, be able to work with these banks and some of these things that people know. Because, I mean, Everything has to do with the customer. If the customer is not too comfortable with it, we can't, you know, uh, do that much. So the government's trusting us entrepreneurs. I mean, giving us the, uh, 
the system, I mean, giving us the opportunity to at least um, allow indigenous companies to try, at least try or even offer solutions. Because Absolutely. sometimes what happens is that they want a very quick response. So, so they'll rather get a Western company to come and then, you know, the, the entrepreneurs are just getting the, the scraps, but they are not really getting the main, the main, the main meal. And you- our, our, our country is developing a railway system. And we're also looking at that, how we can also, you know, offer solutions in that, in that area. But it will all depend, you know, on the willingness of, you know, the government to allow some of us to even try to attempt to offer solutions to it or even give us a part of the cake, you know, what so about that we can building, also use it to go. What about building alliances? Like all of you guys that are in this digital world coming together as entrepreneurs and building an alliance or an association or a lobby group, and then you go together as a united force and present to the government. And then, you know, together you can work with government as opposed to everybody just being siloed, um, doing their own thing. What do you think about that? Oh, okay. That's, that's, that, that's a wonderful idea. I think that's, that's very, very great. I think that's what, you know, happens in the, in the Western world, but so yeah, I think definitely. for most companies, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it shows that most of the companies are still at the growth stage. They've not still fully taken off. So but I think it's a wonderful idea that um, we we'll really decide. I, I remember there was, there was a ticketing company, I think Eagle Tickets or one of them that wanted to partner with us, you know, for, for a particular event. So we have that, even though they are competitors, sometimes when it comes to that level, we, 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 we and even with our, um, with the sports ticketing, we are also looking at even providing, also being like sort of a, a primary seller um, of the tickets and also allowing some of these um, other ticketing companies to also take part in the whole thing so that we can offer better services, you know, yeah, and better absolutely. customer service. So I think, your, I think it's, your success it's, as a, it's company, a very good idea. Your success as a company is based on how good your competition is. Like you need the competition to be better, right? Yes. Especially for your customers. Yes. Right? So if you guys can come together and say, you know, how can we join forces so that we can all get a piece of the pie by lobbying government or working with the government, I think that would be brilliant. Whether you're new or established, I think you just need to come together and create alliances and bodies that, and then, you know, show the government, okay, we're serious about moving forward or even come up with your own proposal and present it to them and, and whatnot and see if they're receptive to that. Like you said, Ghana is a small country, but that might be an asset too. Yes, yes. In terms I, of I mean, getting so very, done. yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's a very wonderful idea. <laughs> then we know some of the um, other entrepreneurs. I mean, because sometimes we see them at events, we verify mm. um, attendees together. So we do know them, and they know us too. So yeah, we would, sure. um, yeah, yeah. So very well, I've, I've, I've noted it, so you <laughs> we're to get on, on that. What do, you, yes, what, yes. what do you think, Heather? Do you think it's possible? I think it's a, it's a really great idea. Like even in China where like uh, our common friend Moses, he started the African Business Chamber of Commerce to kind of just bring like all these uh, African businesses and all over China together, sharing resources, sharing their experiences, because Otherwise, everybody is just going to struggle on their own and nobody can get any further. So, and I think this is really great to try to like uh, gather and lobby with the government. And yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
So um, is that it for us, Heather? Do we, are we going to wrap it up now? Um, yeah, I think uh, it's, a, it's been a wonderful discussion. So maybe to wrap it up, uh, we can have a regional just share like, uh, like what are some of their current challenges or like what kind of resources that might be helpful for him. So just in case if someone is listening to this podcast and uh, think that he could uh, offer some like support or like whatever. Uh, so uh, maybe it's and voice it out just to see like where, where you are and what could help you to get to the next level. Yeah, that's great. Great, great question. Okay, so, well, our challenge has been um, with funding. Like I said, we, up till now, everything that we've spent on the company has come from the pockets of the founders. <laughs> and yes, we, we don't even have a space on our own. We are just, um, you know, working from home and then sometimes we share space with um, with a friend <laughs> mm. and then the other thing that we are also looking at is that we want to develop this um, self-service vending machines for mm. because now we have yeah now we are getting um, um uh, i mean cinemas want to use our system some of the stadiums to want to use our system so we want to come up with this we've actually come up We've done the sketches and everything. So we want to, um, you know, get these sort of self-service machines because we have, we also have um, cash sales. Some of the shops in the malls do sell for us. We've set them up on their phones, on their tablets, and then they also sell for us. Yes. Yeah, so, but we want to take it a step further, you know, having a self-service vending machines, like, you know, they are all over the world and then, you know, put them around and then, you know, so, so those are some of the things that we, we, we really want to do. So, I mean, it's been funding. And, and then we also, if maybe someone listeners are experts in ticketing and may also want to offer, you know, some ideas or share with us, we are so, so open. I mean, one of the biggest things that this journey has done for us is that it has made us, it has turned us into learners. Mm. I think everywhere I'm scampering for books. Um, I'm doing courses online. Like currently I'm uh, doing a course on entrepreneurship and innovation with the University of Maryland, College Park. Mm. you know on course era yeah and aside that i'm doing another course too on the, with the with the university of virginia nice you know also yes and i'm also doing another one oh, that's good. You know, <laughs> MOOCs yeah, are amazing i love a good MOOC. yeah yeah so we we are, we are learning we are on um, youtube studying from these um very famous incubators and all that so we are really really learning because we really want to and uh, really transform the ticketing space in, in Ghana and beyond. So we are really up for, you know, mentorship, innovation, and, you know, ideas. And then, of course, the funding so that we can really, really, you know, move, move into. Because our goal is that we want to work with the cities. We want mm. to work with the mayors, to develop, uh, you know, an access control system for them, for their museums, for their parks, for their transportation. We want mm. to build that system for you know, for them, let's say Accra, Kumasi, you know, Lagos, you know, that's, that's, that's how we, that, that's how far I want to go. So if maybe a tourist comes into the country and he gets that, you know, ticket Milao or whatever, maybe the city um, ticketing system, he can, you know, and, and, the, and the city can generate revenue because some of, some of, some of our customers in, in talks with them, they've had challenges with taxes, you know, they try to tax them for the events. It doesn't work out. Sometimes people do, Improper accounting, 
you know, so gradually we are solving this problem, but we, you know, we want to really blitz scale, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we want to really blitz scale, we want, we want to really, really, you know, go at it at, at, a, at a huge, you know, at a, at, a, at a huge, huge level. And so far, you know, we've been employing some of our young people to also assist us, you know, we're attracting talent, but, you know, some of it, it all has to do with the funding, you know, getting the best talent, you know, to come and work for us to help develop the system. So the, the, the opportunity is there, but, you know, we need, we need all the help we can get. <laughs> also thinking of the tourism industry, like imagine a year like this, right? The year of the return in Ghana, where you have all, you know, yes. people from the Caribbean, from Africa, Latin America, people in the U.S. coming into Ghana. Imagine if you had this app that, from a tourism perspective that you can use to access all of the events that are happening, mm. you know, that would yes. be amazing. Um, yes. And you could, you, it could be sort of the go-to for, for like the year of return, you know, whatever, whatever, a bunch of you guys have your apps and your whatever, and people can just come in and use all the technology to find out where to go, what to do, buy the tickets. That would be pretty exciting as well. Not yes, just for the year yes, of return, yes. that's just an example, but you can use it for loads of <laughs> yes, tourism events. Yes. Even for people. Uh, lots like, of tourism, yes. Yeah, people who just want to visit and they don't know where to go. They have an app yes. that they can go to to find out where to buy tickets, to go to various events and tours, cultural tours, and so on and so forth. Yeah, that's like so, people about the culture as well. People from all over the world, diasporas and other people just to learn about the culture and that's really cool. I think it has a lot of potential. Yes, yes. I mean, we, we are looking at all this, but I mean, as of now, we just have like two people in our tech, you know, our developers. <laughs> we have yeah. just two developers. We also need, you know, help in that area. So we are looking at all these things because, I mean, when we started out, we were just doing just entertainment events and music concerts, but we realized that we can do so, so much with, mm -hmm. with that because, I mean, when we, on all our services that we've gone to, people have challenges with revenue mobilization because, I mean, sometimes the money gets scattered and all that. But with our system, I mean, everything just, once they pay, you can pay the taxes, you can know how much you generated, you can cash it out, and, then, and that solves the problem. So we are looking at how best we can help, you know, in all these areas. So, I mean, we, we, are, re we are really a company to watch out for. <laughs> I like that. You know. A company to watch out for. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> Big yeah. thinking. Listen, I always say, you know, lateral thinking has no bounds. There's opportunities yeah. everywhere in terms of what you can do. I mean, fine, you know, you might not have the human capital just yet, but it's it's going to come. And funding is is everybody's like in the developing world, especially everybody's like pain point because there's the thing is I believe there is funding but it's about yes. who you're getting the funding from. I feel like one of, and this is a whole other conversation, you can't expect people to fund things and to fund to provide funding in places that they don't understand. And I yeah. think there's a lot of money, but perhaps it's not going to the right, the wrong people are being asked for the funding, but that's a separate conversation to be had another time. Yes. Because yes. there is money, there is a lot of money. There is a lot of yeah. money, but it's just that everybody's trying to get money from this very small pool of people, as opposed mm -hmm. to saying, wait a minute, there's loads of other money elsewhere that we could tap into. So I think it's, it's one of those things. Yeah. You know, everybody's yeah. applying to the same programs, trying to get in front of the same VCs mm -hmm. and yeah. yeah. 
I think I think that's one of the things. But I'm going to stay. Um, I'll keep on listening to this podcast because I know <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. will get some very very good ideas and also learn from other entrepreneurs. And that's know. what it's all about. Yeah, <laughs> bringing people together yeah. so that we can we realize that we're all you know we're all experiencing the same things and we're all going through the same things. So that means the problem can be solved. A problem shared is a problem solved. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, wonderful. This has been great. So, Heather, any closing words from you, my dynamic host, co-host? <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I learned a lot from you guys and Joanne. You're really wonderful. You're always like giving all, like great ideas uh, as a mentor to me and to like other entrepreneurs around the world. So it's always inspiring, and I'm also inspired by. Um, like yeah there's um yeah i just love that you're so persistent and um so i'm definitely expecting like this idea to go big and next time i visit ghana i will be looking forward to use your ticketing platform to book my tickets <laughs> yeah, yes <laughs> yeah yeah and ghana's independence was just yesterday right so yes 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 six to three first yeah. first country to gain independence first yeah country. i think the trinidadian <laughs> the trinidadian prime minister was there Yes. I saw that with his wife, the prime minister from Trinidad and Tobago. So that was fun. And, you know, we need to tell people that you are now in India. So you are, a, you are an international man. So if people, yes. if people <laughs> in Bangalore, I mean, that's a good place yes. to be for technology. So if people want to f reach out to you because they want to help you, support you, give you advice, support, mentor, you know, all the things, all the things, how can they find you? Do you have a website? Do you have an email address, social media? Yes. So um, on Facebook, I am Triumphant Reggie. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but my email address is Reggie, that's R-E-G-G-I-E at ticketsmiller.com. Brilliant. And we'll put that in the show notes. So. Yes. yes, yes, yes. So you can go to Ticket Miller on Instagram, on Facebook. I'm also one I handle all the accounts on um on our, on our Facebook. And I forgot to say this, just we had a meeting yesterday and we are starting a blog post on how to use technology to, um, I mean, how to use electronic ticketing to improve society. So nice. I'm, I'm also, yeah, I'm also going to be a, a blog writer now. That's my new, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> my new skill. Yeah. So we're going to write about it. We're going to do a lot of um, uh, research, you awesome. know, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So somebody, sorry, told, me, <laughs> somebody told me once in your industry, you should be blogging yeah. about everything that's wrong, everything that's going yeah. wrong. That's what I was told. So if you are into ticketing, you should be blogging about everything that's not working, everything that's going wrong, you know, be the voice of your industry. And then people are going to come to you for the solution. I need to start doing that myself. If only I could follow my own advice. <laughs> So anyway, yeah. this is what I read. Yeah, so, Somebody told me that. Yeah. It's not my yeah, advice. So Somebody I mean, else's advice to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, if you go to www.tkmela.com, you can always reach out to us on that. We'll be very, very happy. We are very open. We are just a, a, a group of passionate learners and uh, very, nice. very curious people who want to, um, you know, cause a change in, in, in Africa. So, we are very much open. Yes. And also thank you for thank you very much for having me. This is my first podcast interview. So Yay. <laughs> I've been breaking so many virginities this year with this podcast. Yes. I'm proud of myself. Yes. Breaking yes. podcast yes. virginities. Yes. That's a thing. Yes. 
And oh I'm yeah. Going to talk, I'm, I'm going to get. I'm going to get a lot of my entrepreneur friends to also, you know, reach out to you and see if they, you can also, they can also talk about the amazing things that they are doing. Yeah. Yes. Don't worry. Heather's going to start her own podcast soon. Look for it, Heather. Dot Connector. Yes, yes Heather. Yes. <laughs> so you look for that. Look for that. Okay. Thank you so much. Right. This has been wonderful. Thank you to my lovely co-host Heather Reginald. We wish you all the best. We hope you can come back on. At some point, my podcast, Heather's podcast, whoever, and um, and share everything that you know changes and transformation and evolution and all that good stuff. So until next time, rare ones. Bye for now. Bye. 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 bye.